Genesis chapter number 13. I am excited about the message today. And if you'll look halfway excited, it will be better for you. Amen? Because the more excited you are, the more excited I'll get, and it'll get better, all right? Amen. Genesis chapter number 13 this morning, and we're going to read verses 14 and 15. The book of Genesis, chapter number 13, began reading with verse number 14. The Bible says that the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. I want you to notice what God said to Abram. He said, lift your eyes now and look. But I want you to notice what he said after that. Look from the place where you are. I've got some good news for you today, and the good news and the title of the message today is you can get there from here. You can get there from here. Father, I thank you today that no matter where we are today in our life, there's an incredible place that you have planned for all of us, and God, if we will allow you to, you will take us to that incredible place. God, I pray today that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. Father, give us ears upon our heart today. Let us listen and hear the Word of God. But God, not only hear the Word, but God, may we put into practice what we, what we hear and what we receive today. Help us today, we ask, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. He may be reseated this morning. Did you know that you can get anywhere in the entire world from here? That starting right here in Arlington, Texas, you could get to any place in the entire world that you would desire to go. You can get there from here. Let me ask you this morning, do you have a dream for your life? Do you have a dream for your life? Have you set any goals? Uh, maybe maybe your, your dream is to uh, get a degree. Maybe it's to become an entrepreneur. Perhaps your goal is to get out of debt. Great goal. Maybe your dream is to build a great ministry. Maybe, maybe your dream or your, your desire is to retire with dignity or whatever that, that, that it might be. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can get there from here. Are you aware of the fact that no matter where a person may be in life, in order for them to get where they are, they had to start from where they were. And no matter where you want to go in life, you can get there from here. Now, in our text, God told Abram that that he was going to give him all of the land in every direction as far as his eyes could see. 
an incredible promise. And God said to him, lift up your eyes now and look. But he didn't just say look, but he said, notice the next phrase, look from the place where you are. Abram, God says, I'm giving all of this land to you, Abram. And Abram, you can get there from here. If you'll read the Word of God, you'll find that God does this over and over and over again. God said to David, God said to David, said, said you're going to become a giant killer. David, I'm going to make you a king. David, you are going to become a man after God's own heart. God looked at David uh, as just a mere teenage shepherd boy, and he said to him, David, you can get there from here. God saw Joseph. Joseph hated, literally hated by, by his brothers, thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. And God said to Joey, I'm going to make you second in command of all of Egypt. I'm going to give you a plan. And the plan that I'm going to give to you will save the entire nation. And God looked at Joseph down in that pit and he said to him, and you can get there from here. God looked over at his right hand, and on his right hand, he saw his very own son, Jesus, sitting on his right hand. And God said to Jesus, he said, he said my creation needs a Savior. Without a Savior, my creation will perish. They will die. They will go to hell. And God said to his son, there's absolutely nothing that man can do to save himself. Therefore, you must go down to earth and you must live in the flesh as man. And you must live a sinless life. And you must die on the cross as a sacrifice for the sin of man. You must pay the penalty for man's sin, which is death. And after death, three days later, you must arise from the dead with absolute victory over death, hell, and the grave. And God places Jesus in the womb of a little virgin girl named Mary. And God says to him, you can get there. From here. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know where you're at in your life. But I'm just believing this morning that somebody is here today that needs to hear this today. Oh, oh perhaps you once had a dream, but life has stripped the dream from you. Maybe you've been too afraid to dream. Afraid to dream, fearful that your dream would not come to pass. And therefore you would be devastated. Maybe delays have caused you to give up on your dream. Perhaps you feel unworthy to dream or, or you believe that God just doesn't seem to have a dream for you. 
Maybe you're here this morning and you think, if I just had a better starting place. Oh, if I just had a better beginning, perhaps I could dream sometime, some other place. But God said to Abram, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. I don't know where you're at this morning. I I don't know where you're at in your life. But I believe that the Lord would have me to tell you today to lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. I believe that God wants to give you a dream. I believe he wants to birth new dreams in your heart. I believe that God wants to take you somewhere. Amen. And I believe that you can get there from right here. I believe that God wants to take all of us here today on an incredible journey. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I have a plan for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And you can get there from here. Let me give you five practical things that you can do that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. If you're going to get there from here, I think you'll have to do these five practical things. The first thing you'll have to do is you'll have to determine where you want to go. I mean, understand, you cannot arrive there if you don't know where there is. Somebody said, he who aims at nothing never misses. Too many people are like the the cartoon character Charlie Brown who, who took his bow and arrow and he would take his bow and arrow and he would shoot it randomly and then he would draw a bullseye around where it landed. <laughs> Lewis Carroll said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. I like what Yogi Bear said. Yogi Bear said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll wind up someplace else. You you might think, well, Pastor, how how do I determine where I want to go? How do I determine what I want to do? How do I determine who I want to become? The answer, look in your heart. Look in your heart for direction. If you need to determine where you want to go, if you need to determine what you want to do, if you need to determine who you want to become, then you need to look in your heart for direction. Now, hear hear all that I have to say, not just bits and pieces. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Let me read that again. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, I believe this perhaps is one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the Bible. It's not that God will give us whatever is in our heart unconditionally. 
See, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5 says, Every intent of the thoughts of the heart of man is only evil continually. I'm telling you to look in your heart for direction. And then the Bible tells us that inside of the heart of a man is the intention and thoughts of evil on a continual basis. So let me tell you that the last part of Psalm 37 and 4 only works if we do the first part of Psalm 37 and 4. And the first part of Psalm 37 and 4 says that if, say if. If we delight ourselves in the Lord. It's not just anybody and everybody. Oh, oh, to get direction, they just look and see what's on the inside of their heart. And whatever's on the inside of their heart, they just go do it. No. No, 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 no. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, if we spend quality time in the presence of God, oh, seeking Him, searching His will for our lives, oh, if we saturate ourselves and saturate our lives in the presence of Almighty God through prayer, through communion, through fellowship, through praise, through reading Scripture, He will then give us our desires. He will place His desires for us in our heart. And once His desires for us are in our heart, He will bring those desires to pass. So, Understand this morning that, that the, when I encourage you to have a dream for your life, what I am really saying, I am encouraging you to find God's dream for your life. Being a pastor is not my dream. I was going to be a professional baseball player. Being a pastor was not my dream. Oh, it was God's dream for me. May I say that once I spent the quality time in His presence, once I sought His face, once I searched for His will for my life, once I asked Him to replace my dreams, oh, with His dream, replace my desires with His desires for me, oh, then His dream became my dream. And today, if I could be anything in the whole world that I would want to be, I'd be a baseball. No. <laughs> Honestly, this morning, as I searched my heart before the service, if I could be anything in the entire world that I would want to be, let me tell you, I'd want to be a pastor. And not only would I want to be just a pastor, but I would want to be the pastor of the grace place. Pastor, wouldn't you rather be the pastor of some mega church? No, I'd just rather grow this one into a mega church. You see, here's what I've discovered after all of these years. Why does it take so long? Here's what I've discovered after all of these years. What I should want for my life 
would be to want what he wants for my life. Because I only think I know what I want. He knows what I really want. And what he wants for me is what I would want if I only knew what to want. <laughs> I hope you wrote it down. I'm not repeating it. <laughs> not sure I could. Before you can get from here to there, you first have to determine where you want to go. I cannot speak for you this morning, but oh, oh, I only want to go where he wants me to go. Oh, and how do I determine where he wants me to go? I spend time in his presence, seeking his will, seeking his face, asking him to replace my desires with his desires for me, asking him to take out my dream and put his dream in my heart instead. And after I do that, I look in my heart and what's in my heart after, after that, after I've spent time in his presence, after I've sought his face, after I've asked him to replace his desire with my desire, my desire with his desire and my dream with his dream, after that, whatever I discover in my heart, that will determine where I want to go. And I've got some good news for you this morning. And the good news is, you can get there from here. How? Well, number one, determine where you want to go. Figure out where there is for you. Second thing you need to do is you need to develop a plan to get you there. Develop a plan to get you there. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 30, the Bible says don't begin until you count the cost. Who would build a building without calculating the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Oh, yes, the good news is you can get there from here, but not without a plan to get you there. Somebody said a goal without a plan is just a wish. See, you wouldn't think of building a house without a set of plans. But not just any set of plans, but specific plans. Plans that if followed will result in not just a house, but it will result in the house, the specific and particular house that you wanted to build. And so it is with developing a plan to get you from where you are to where you want to go. It must be a specific plan. If I wanted to leave here after church this morning and go to Chicago, I'm going to need a map. A map and a rope. I'm going to need a map. But I'm not just going to need any map. I'm going to need a specific map. Not every map will get me to Chicago. God has a dream for your life, and he's willing to start with you right where you are, but he will help you develop a plan that will take you from where you are to where he eventually wants you to be. Here's something else I've discovered, and that is his plan is usually revealed to us one step at a time. You can get there from here. 
Notice the third thing that you need to do. Number three, you need to de- deposit something into your there account consistently. If you're going to get there from here, you're going to have to deposit something into your there account consistently. Proverbs 12 and 27 says, The diligent makes use of everything they find. Here's what I believe. I believe that too many people overestimate the big things and underestimate the small things. As I look back over my life, as I look back over my ministry, it's not the one or two big things in my life that have made me who I am and brought to me what I have. But it's the many small things consistently done over and over and over and over again. See, see, don't sit around and wait for some huge, miraculous, gigantic thing to happen in your life. Determine where you want to go. Develop a plan to get you there. Then get started. Just get started. Do what you know to do. And then just keep on doing it until God reveals the next thing that he wants you to do. And then just keep on doing that. And keep on doing that until God reveals to you the next thing that he wants you to do. A Chinese proverb says the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first I don't know, but perhaps the reason why God uh, will not reveal the entire plan to us is that He's waiting on us to take the first step. And I challenge you this morning, once you determine where you want to go, once you discover where your there is for you, deposit something into your there account on a consistent basis. Basis, you won't arrive there in a day. You won't arrive there in a week. You won't arrive there in a month. You probably won't arrive there in a year. But you can get there from here if if you deposit something into your there account on a regular basis. I have uh, one sister. She passed away a few years ago. She was six years older uh, than me. Uh, Her dream was to be a wife and a mother. All she ever wanted to be in life was to be a wife and a mother. And and I say, what loftier goal is there than that? Uh, I remember that she had what was called back in the day. I don't know if they still have them or not, but back in the day, they had what they called a hope chest. And from about the age, I don't know for sure, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around in there, she, she had this hope chest. It was literally a wooden chest. And she would place inside this chest the things that, that she would need to set up a house when she would one day be married and have a house of her own. Now, as a bratty little brother, uh, I always called it her hopeless chest. But the fact of the matter is she didn't wait until the day of her wedding to try and get everything she wanted 
and everything that she would need for her own home. No, no, little by little, a little here, a little there. Over the course of several years, she consistently deposited something into her hope chest. And when the day came for her wedding, she had what she needed to set up housekeeping. And so it should be with you, and so it should be with me. Our dream, our dream won't be fulfilled in one big, gigantic day. No, it'll be little by little, by consistently depositing something into our their account. The wisdom writer said in Proverbs 21 and 5, he said, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts will lead to poverty. I just challenge you this morning, look, look around you today, look around you. We, we are blessed, oh, incredibly blessed with this, with this beautiful facility. Oh, we are blessed with this, with this incredible crowd of people. But let me remind you, we didn't get here overnight. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a day, a week, a month, or a year. No, no, friend, for 11 and a half years we have plugged along. And may I remind you that our starting point was pretty bleak. And yet every single year has been a better year. We have consistently made deposits into our their account. And oh, what is so exciting about it is that we're not there yet. No, we're not even close. Oh, but the good news is we're way closer than we were. And guess what? We can get there from here. Notice the fourth thing that we need to do if we're going to get from here there. The fourth thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to destroy the distractions. Isaiah 50 and 7 says, I have set my face like a flint to do his will, and I know that I will triumph. Anything that blurs your focus is a distraction. Good is the enemy to great. You see, you can't get there from here if you take too many detours. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. John Maxwell says it like this. He says you have to give up in order to go up. You see, you can't do everything. You can't become everything. You can't have everything. You have to decide where you want to go. Then set your sights on the where, and then don't allow yourself to become distracted by the little sparkles that you see along the path. And let me tell you that there will be a lot of little sparkles. There will be a lot of little possible possible detours along the road to your there place. You see, there's always something else that we can do. People are always coming to me with ideas, and they're good ideas. But how many understand that if we do all of the good things, ah, if we do all of the good things, we will not have time for God to take us to that great thing. Because good is the enemy to great. If we settle for enough good things, we'll never experience the great thing 
that God is trying to take us to. And I want you to hear me this morning. I want you to hear me this morning. What makes it great is not, is not the size of it. When I'm talking about doing something great, I, I'm not talking about me building a bigger church than anybody else or having a bigger crowd than anybody else or giving more money to missions than anybody. When I'm talking about great, I'm not talking about size. What makes something great or not great is, is it what I was supposed to do? Is it in my purpose? Is it in God's plan? Is it God's dream for my life? I could do some bigger things. But if I did some bigger things, but that wasn't God's will for my life, it would not be great. It would only be good. Because what separates good from great is, am I doing what God called me to do? Am I doing what God has put me on planet Earth to be a part of? A new book comes out every day about what we ought to be doing. There's a lot of little glitter and sparkles along the way and along the path to where God wants to take us. And so often, oh, we get so enamored with the glitter and the glamour and the little sparkle. And we get sidetracked and we lose focus. See, I don't want to do what you want me to do. I can't even do what my wife wants me to do. And I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to do what he wants me to do. I've got to understand that there's a their place just for me. There's a their place just for the grace place. And what determines whether it's good or great if we get sidetracked and we chase this rabbit and that rabbit and do this and that and do what this latest book says and that latest guru says and we get off. And maybe we even give a bigger church. Just because it's bigger doesn't make it great. Amen? Amen. Because what makes it great What makes it great is when I stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ. And he says, well done. Good and faithful servant. You are faithful with the little things. I make you ruler over a lot. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You have to give up in order to go up. Let me tell you this, never sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. (laughs) Some of you, your goal is to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds or 50 pounds. (laughs) What you want most is to lose 50 pounds. What you want now is a chocolate sundae. <laughs> Never sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. You see, one of the devil's most effective weapons is compromise. 
He knows that if he can get us to settle for less than God's best for our lives, if he can get us off course just a little, all he's got to do is get us off just a little bit. But he knows that if he can get us off course even just a little, if he can keep us off course even just a little for long enough, we will totally miss our destination. You can get there from here, but only if you destroy the distractions. And I ask you this morning, what are the distractions in your life? Have you taken any detours? Oh, it could be a relationship. Oh, you were on course. You were headed for your their place. Oh, you were making good time until, until that relationship distracted you. Maybe it's a position. And there's certainly nothing wrong with positions unless they are a distraction and get you detoured. I'm at a place right now in my life where I'm trying to whittle down some things to where I only do just a very few things. I've got some positions. I've got some things I've been thinking about do them. It's not really my heart to do them. If I do them, I won't be able to do the other few things I want to do to the point I want to do them. Amen? Nothing wrong with a position. Let me tell you, I'm in a place in my life, I don't need a position. When I was younger, I wanted a position. And I got those positions. That I want. I got a few of them I didn't want. <laughs> Don't need a position. Don't need a position. Nothing wrong with position unless they are distracting us and detouring us off the main road. Maybe it's a hobby. I'm going to go real fast on this one. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the few things I want to do. Amen. Being honest with you. Been at this a long time. I want to do it a lot longer, and if I do it a lot longer, I'm going to have to have a little fun along the way. That little boy on the inside of me says, I want to have some fun. Maybe it's a hobby. Hobbies are nice, but how many hobbies start out as hobbies and end up as masters? Too many people today have the tail wagging the dog. I don't want to say this. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying it. But I live in trouble. Some parents today, you're letting the tail wag the dog. You're still the parent. They're still the kid. Amen? Amen. I know when I was a little boy, you know, church came before anything, didn't matter what it was. And so parents today, grandparents today, have gone the other direction. You know, I mean, I was the Assembly of God pastor's kid, so I was the kid that didn't get to play on Wednesday night. Or if I did, I was the kid 
that my parents picked me up on their way to church at practice or at the game. It didn't matter what inning it was. It didn't matter if I was the runner on second base. Bless your heart. Get off that field. Get in that car. We're going to church. (laughs) So now today, well, I don't want to get in a lot of trouble. I'm just saying, a lot of people have the tail wagging the dog. The last thing you should do if you're going to get there from here, dedicate yourself totally to the mission. You can get there. You can get there. There is our mission. And our mission gives us purpose. And purpose generates pursuit. Purpose generates pursuit. Purpose helps you persevere through the difficult times. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 verse 62, He said, anybody that puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Listen, we need to discover what God has called us to We need to determine where we want to go. We need to determine where the there place is for us. Then we need to dedicate ourselves totally to getting there. May I suggest that dedicated people don't allow themselves to get distracted. Dedicated people don't allow themselves to get distracted. Dedicated people don't quit when faced with a few obstacles. Dedicated people have a purpose to live for. Oh, This purpose generates pursuit and helps them persevere through the most difficult of time and circumstance. Let me give you this advice this morning. Never itch for anything you're not willing to scratch for. See, sometimes good things just fall in our lap. But most of the time, we have to scratch and claw. And we have to keep on scratching and keep on clawing until we get there. You can get there from here, but only if you dedicate yourself to a single purpose. Guess why lion tamers take a stool with them into the lion's cage? Because they know that the lion will try to focus on all four legs of the stool at the same time. And because that lion is focusing on all, trying to focus on all four of the legs of the stool at the same time, their vision becomes blurry. If your vision or your their place has become blurry, It might be because you've allowed yourself to become distracted. Your purpose has become divided, which blurs your vision. And it's been rightly said, he who chases two rabbits catches neither. Some of you need to decide which rabbit to chase. Because as long as you chase two rabbits, or four rabbits, or six rabbits, 
you're not going to catch any. Discover what your purpose is, then dedicate yourself totally to the fulfillment of that purpose. We get the musicians and singers back in place this morning. You can get there from here. How many believe that this morning? You can get there from here. No matter where your there place is, you, you can get there from right here, right here, right now. Notice Abram didn't say, God, let me move to a better place. And he wasn't at the ultimate place because he had already divided with Lot. And Lot chose the better place. So when God told Abram to lift up your eyes from where you are, He wasn't standing in the lush land that Lot was. He was standing at least in second place territory. Some of you have said over and over, if I just had a better place, if I just, if I just, if I... Oh, I think I could get there if, no, you can get there from here. 5950 South Collins, right here. Wherever there is, you can get there. And God has a there place for you. Not just me, not just this church. He has a there place for you. He's already picked it out. I told you how to discover what it is. Look in your heart after you've spent time in his presence, after you've asked him to take out your dream and put his dream in your heart. Take your desires out and put his desires in. See, I was called to preach as a little bitty boy. And my parents pushed me in that direction from the time I was four years old. And from the time I was whatever age, till about 15, man, I fought a tooth and toenail. I wanted to be anything but a preacher, anything but a pastor. I can honestly say today, if I had my choice of anything I would want to be in all the world, including President of the United States, I wouldn't want to step down from that position I wouldn't want to step I don't know what I'm trying to say my position is better than his what I'm trying to say if I could pick anything I could do in this whole world I would say I want to be a pastor and not just a pastor but I want to be the pastor of a grace place because God put the grace place in my heart And when I look in my heart, I see the grace place. Isn't it awesome? But it's not just me. It's for you. It's for you. One final question this morning. Would you like to go to heaven someday? Would you like to go to heaven someday? If you had your choice of heaven or hell, How many would rather go to heaven? 
I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've done. I don't know how bad you've been. But no matter how mean, how vulgar, how vile, how wicked, how evil, how sinful that you are today or you think you are, Jesus says to you today, I've gone to prepare a place for you. I've gone to make a place for you in heaven. And you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've been, through Jesus Christ, you can get there from here. Right here. Right here. All you have to do is acknowledge that you're a sinner in your need of, and you need a Savior. Believe that Jesus, the Son of God, became the Son of Man and that He did for you what you could not do for yourself. Confess you're a sinner. Confess that you're sorry for your sins. And confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. If you'll do these simple ABCs, you can get there. Father, I just pray you'll take this word today. God, take this word today. God, let it do everything that it is designed to do today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today. You're a sinner. If you were to die in the next five minutes, you'd go to hell. I'm telling you, you can go to heaven. And you can go from right here. Simply by receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can prepare your heart. Lord can take you one day to that glorious place called heaven. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Nobody's looking about. If you're a sinner this morning, you need Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life. You want to ask Jesus into your heart, ask Jesus to forgive you your sins. You want to be saved today. If I've described you today, you want that to happen this day, lift your hand up real high. It's kind of dark in here, so I need you to lift it up real high and just kind of wave it at me. Anyone in this room? God bless you way back in the back on my left and your right. You can put your hand down now. Thank you. I'm still looking. Keep your hand up and lift it up real high and shake it around a little bit so I know somebody. I've seen somebody. God bless you on the front row. You can put your hand down now. I'm looking through. I'm looking through. Thank you. In the middle section, you can put your hand down now. Thank you. About the third row. All right. What is that? Three or four? How many others this morning will join these three or four that have already lifted their hand? I need Jesus Christ to come into my heart and into my life today. All right, there's three or four that lifted their hand to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. If you really meant it this morning, I want you to step out from where you're at and come down to this front this morning. Come on, real quickly, in the back, in the middle, on the side. I don't remember who all they were, but there were three or four. Come on. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Coming all the way from the back. Yeah, encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. There's two or three more. Come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Amen. Pastor Steve, would you help me with these this morning real quickly? Don, would you help me?
your heads are still bowed and your eyes are still closed. How many of you this morning, you need to discover you're their place? You need to discover that place that God wants to take you in your life. You want to discover that their place today. Can I see your hand all over this room? All over this room. How many? God bless you all over this room. Thank you. Thank you. The their place for my sister was to be a, a wife and a mother. See, we, we try and make God's will some big, giant, grandiose thing. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing greater, nothing more honorable than being a godly wife and a godly mother. Amen? Or father, or husband. We're not all going to Africa. We're not all going into full-time ministry, but God has a their place for us. Maybe you're not the next Billy Graham, but maybe little Billy is under your care right now. All right, how many of you this morning, you know where your their place is, but you need God to help you develop a plan to get you there? Can I see your hand all over the room? I need God to help me with a plan. God bless you. Thank you. How many of you here this morning, you know where your their place is? You've got a plan, but you've allowed yourself to become distracted. And you've taken some detours. And you need God to get you back on the main road. You need God to help you refocus. Is that you this morning? Can I see your hand? All over this room. God bless you. Thank you. How many of you this morning, all of those things, but, but you need to dedicate yourself totally to God's purpose so we look for purpose sometimes and we look for this big giant grandiose thing and maybe it is and it is for a few but usually just for a few and yet what is really grand and grand and grandiose I'll tell you what's grand and grandiose is is it the purpose God gave me and am I in hot pursuit of fulfillment purpose. Amen.